Hey, it's Corey, your DM. Welcome to Vibe Proficiency, a D&D podcast about death, breaking into song, and having your own little bar, I guess. Uh, so you know how I kept saying that the audio quality of the show would get better as we went along? That's uh, still true, mostly. Uh, but for this episode, we had a, a couple of recordings fail. So uh, there are some small issues here and there. Uh, but also, specifically in the case of Tyler, uh, nothing was salvageable for this episode. So instead, you're going to hear the uh, Discord call recording for his stuff. So it's not quite perfect. Uh, you know how it can be recording from a voice call. So sorry about that. Uh, we've since fixed the issue, so it shouldn't be a problem in the future. So hey, hi, <laughs> you good? Uh, in other interior uh, news, my cat just jumped into my lap and is doing that little thing where she pretends to knead dough. It's very cute and uh, very sharp. Uh, okay, uh, last thing before the uh, intros here, you can find us on Twitter at Vibe Proficiency, and we'd love to hear from you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, tell your friends about the show and rate us on Apple Podcasts. That's uh, that's not even me saying that. Cat just wanted me to pass that along. Uh, okay, that's that's more than plenty, I think. Uh, hear those intros, and then uh, you you know how this thing works by now, right? All right, thanks. All right, so I am Becca. I am playing Mira. She is a tiefling druid. And her fun fact for this week is that living in the forest, she sometimes would sneak into town. And one time when she was there, she found a liar and she stole it. And now she plays a liar. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, I'm Casey. I play Kira. She's a Kalistar monk. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I've got I'm got nothing on these damn. It's hard, isn't uh, it? I said last week during the campaign, I said that her favorite movie was Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Uh, does that count? You know what? I uh, so um, her dad uh, experimented with the planar system a lot. Oh wow! Which is how the quarry came to this. Uh, realm and plane because they're from uh <laughs> i forget what it's called um is this, is this another Yu-Gi-Oh joke <laughs> <laughs> no no this is this is real it's from well, i have it you're talking about uh, eberron yeah <laughs> the quarry are from the dream plane over in eberron which is like a sister oh, plane to oh the forgotten realms so yeah he experimented with the planar system and Maybe uh, brought a couple things over, such as Indiana Jones, <laughs> like Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. <laughs> but what did it, what did she think of Crystal Skull? She hasn't seen Crystal Skull. Crystal Skull came out uh, long after two thousand nine. Don't be silly. Yeah, she hasn't seen that one yet. So do you want to like shore that fun fact up for the podcast? Say, <laughs> uh, I'm Casey. I play Kira, a Kalistar monk, and uh, her favorite movie is Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. <laughs> there you go great i just gave you a fresh take beautiful thank you <laughs> my name's tyler i play cadmus lightbringer the half-orc paladin uh fun fact for me is one time i was hired on to escort these two halflings up to this mountain i, I forget what it was for it was for they were doing something with some jewelry or whatever but okay uh it took us weeks to get up there by the time we got up there it was like kind of anticlimactic and like that was it I got paid. I left. I saw them flying away later on these big, big birds. I don't know where they got them from, but that's pretty cool, I guess. Okay. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that was uh. all right.
So uh, it's Kelly. I play uh, Harp. She is a changeling ranger. And I swear I'm not stealing this Indiana Jones nonsense. But uh, although Harp was raised to be like a criminal petty thief, she actually always wished she could have used that to become a treasure hunter instead. Okay, Kelly. I swear I had this written down for once that I actually put a tiny bit of thought into this fact. We have this Indiana Jones nonsense. Mine was about Lord of the Rings. <laughs> my, my Indiana Jones nonsense was from two weeks ago. Yeah, so when we, did you write down this fact? Uh, about 20 minutes before we started. Uh, okay. So. Oh, yep. my mm-hmm, gosh. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Okay, Kelly. Okay. This is this is how we're going to start, huh? You two be nice. Odd how during the last time we played, oh my uh, there was a theme of like treasure hunting. Oh, Weird my God. How you just kind of uh, took that oh, from the last campaign. Oh, my God. Okay. You know what? I hope your character trips. Hey guys, my name is Chandler. I play Elf. <laughs> uh, hey there, my name is Chandler. I play Elwyn Peck, uh, an elven warlock who got turned into a pseudo dragon because he pissed off a deity, now prone to doing 100 good deeds to come back to normal. Uh, fun fact about Elwyn. Uh, he thinks he's really smart. I mean, he's like kind of smart, but he he's so smart. He thinks he, he can read sheet music like really well. Uh, and he like understands how instruments work. So he thinks he can play them. Uh, but when he does, it just sounds like a dying cat. But he thinks it sounds amazing. That is already canonically correct. <laughs> you rolled very low on that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. Hey, I'm Corey and I play everyone else. Uh, fun fact about everyone else, they are sentient beings that live in our realm that I have uh, contracted to help me tell stories. Oh, wow. That's that's impressive. That's terrifying. What level spell is that? Yeah, it's uh, some really advanced necromancy, actually. Dude, that's awesome. Wait, is that why you don't want us asking everyone's name? Because then if we say their yeah. name, they're freed? Yeah, yeah, I don't... This is like... If, if if we collect too many names. Yeah, exactly. Dude, is is this like a Pokemon? Like, we got to fill up the Pokedex, but it's with their names. And if we get all their names, then Professor Oak is proud of us? Yeah, he'll, uh, he'll give you a little certificate you can print on your Game Boy Color printer. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, last time on Vibe Proficiency, while in the bowels of the temple, you gave some animated armor suits the old razzle-dazzle, and you know what? I was listening back to it, and I think there were actually several opportunities for us to have made some Space Jam jokes, but <laughs> oh well. Uh, hindsight's twenty twenty, and all that. Uh, Cadmus almost stepped on some kind of a pressure plate, which sent Casey into an Indiana Jones spiral for the rest of the episode, and apparently that's not ramping down anytime soon, so <laughs> that's cool. Uh, the pressure plate had already been depressed, though, and it must have set off some kind of trap in the room that had been disarmed by somebody else by the time you got there. Uh, In the next room, you all took long enough trying to decide how to get through the room past the giant statues that Kira just started walking. She was so good at walking that she decided to keep walking and fell into a pit. In the words of Chandler, (laughs) you hate to see it. After completely forgetting Kira's name for a minute there, Peck pulled a lever with his mage hand, creating a bridge to cross the pit, and you all made your way into a room that was clearly not meant to be entered. Again, though, someone else had beaten you to it, and the pedestal in the center of the room was empty. Kira threw some thin octagonal coins she found onto it, and in that same moment, the ghostly form of Kelimvor, the god of death, showed up. He couldn't speak, so he did some kind of mind meld with you all to answer your questions by providing you visions. In one of these visions, you watched a short, cloaked figure enter the room and use some sort of parchment to cast a spell before stealing the artifact, and before Kelimvor stopped being able to hold onto this plane and disappeared, 
you watch the artifact being created, a crown made of petrified bone and red gems long, long ago. Before you left, though, Cadmus threw Peck one too many times, and Peck fired an Elder's Blast at him in retaliation, knocking him into the pit from before. While everyone helped him out, Peck went back to the altar and did some, quote, character development. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> Uh, okay, we're up to speed now, I think. Are you guys leaving the temple? Do we want to grab another book on Kelimvor? Can I, can I search that first office real quick to see if there's a book about any reliquy? Uh, sure, yeah. Um, after you all get Cadmus out of the pit you know, pretty easily, you make your way back towards the entrance of the temple and you stop in the little office records type room. Uh, let's say roll investigation since you're like actively looking for it. Uh, and now that you're... Like, you know what you're looking for specifically, uh, do it with advantage. Oh, wait, I went to roll a physical die. I forgot we're playing. <laughs> I mean, we you have can. for this. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, okay. That would be a 12. <laughs> okay, barely squeaks by the DC, actually. Uh, the book that Peck found is, uh, it's pretty general. You know, it covers a lot of broad stroke stuff about Kelimvor, the dead, and, you know, like preserving the natural order of life and death, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the one that you find seems to be specific to the history of this temple. Uh, skimming a bit, you can glean that this temple was built long, long ago, uh, and it seems like it was actively used for a little while, too. Uh, you also get confirmation of some of the stuff you made guesses about earlier. Uh, you know, parts of the temple were, in fact, designated as final resting places for the devout, and, um, like, worshippers of Kelimvor were brought here to the secluded temple from the surrounding areas to have their send-offs into the afterlife. Um, I think you're kind of uh, flipping through, kind of hoping something sticks out. And about three quarters of the way through the book, you see a large, hastily half-rendered illustration of what appears to be the same crown from the visions Kalimvor shared with you. Uh, but after this page with the illustration, there's just blank pages for the rest of the book. Uh, the page itself has a title, though, The Crown of the Forgotten One. The writing is, is hurried, and it leaves much to be desired. But you learn that this, quote, object of great and terrible power was recovered from its owner upon his death. He's described as a madman who raised the dead and forced them to carry out his will, just as the owner before him, and the one before her, and so on and so on for countless years. There's not a great record here, obviously, but the book does go on to say that it was believed that the crown extracted some kind of toll of sanity from its wielders while just collecting and amplifying their magic within it, becoming more and more powerful as it changed hands. You're not sure how much of this is true, of course, but the way it's written with such reverence and, and fear, you're sure that whomever wrote this just surely believed it. The last small paragraph before the book goes completely blank, paint the bleak picture for you. Uh, I have just sent it to you. All right, here it goes. Even as I write, the others are performing the ritual of protection. I only pray it will be enough to contain the vile thing. Once they're finished, the deterrence can be finalized. And though it saddens me to see this temple sealed and the remains of my fellow devout forgotten, that too must be done. Kelimvor, forgive us. I'm taking that page out and pocketing it. Yeah, as you tear the page, a librarian shows up and scolds you for ruining a book. <laughs> and then I scold the librarian for harming the trees. Uh, I mean, oh, shoot. hey, checkmate. Great. And then we can... I guess we'll leave the temple. Of doom. Doom. <laughs> I, I just assumed this was a temple of doom. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, yeah. That was pretty, that was pretty doomish. I think Kira uh, lost out on a big opportunity to have a whip instead of a quarter staff. <laughs> Shoot, can we, can we wreck on that? Wait, at the very least, is Kira wearing like a cool like hat? No, she's wearing a blindfold. On her head? 
On her eyes. Yeah, on her eyes, dog. <laughs> uh, that was a good laugh. <laughs> hey, don't throw me anymore. All right. Hey, listen. <laughs> listen. All right, so let's go talk to those guards that we definitely uh, are going to be upset with us. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Okay, yeah. You head up towards the crumbling entrance, and where there once were two guards, there's just the one that Mira charmed now. He's just kind of hanging out and just still guarding the door. And how long would you say we were in that temple? Like, or the crypt? 45 minutes? I don't know, just shy of an hour. Oh, great. So he's still charmed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is your chance. Keep it going. Yeah. Hey, Lynn Walmet. Oh, hey, how'd it go in there? You find anything? Uh... Uh, pretty normal, pretty normal. Nothing too exciting. Um, This this god here, you know of him? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah who doesn't, right? Um, yeah, same. <laughs> if 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 you, for instance, there was like a, a great relic that he may protect that could maybe bring back the dead. <laughs> right, yeah, good one. Kelibor has a magic wand to make zombies. <laughs> nice. No, uh, the guy pretty much hates the concept of undeath. You know? oh, same, same, yeah. Hate him. <laughs> well, Have you uh, heard of any uh, relics that are typically kept in temples, for instance, like this one? Yeah, I mean, maybe. But this temple, like, I don't know. Everyone thought this thing was kind of just the one room until the floor broke open, you know? I mean, I'm not from here originally, obviously. The old Neverwinter accent and all. Listen, maybe one of the locals knows some more for you. Do you have someone who would keep records of the town? Bookkeep. Perfect. We've, we had a lawyer last time. Time to go see a bookkeep. <laughs> Is there perhaps an NPC who can solve this puzzle for us? <laughs> <laughs> They'll just tell us all about... They've actually already solved it and already already dealt with the necromancer, and then we'll just take credit. And you you haven't heard of any sightings of a hooded girl, have you? Or adult woman? Small. <laughs> small woman. Hooded and sketchy. Uh, he says, oh, her. Oof. They got you working all kinds of weird detail, huh, pal? And uh, he pats your armored shoulder, Cadmus, as he kind of looks up at the clock in the center of town and says... Yeah, it's, uh, it's just about time for her to be rolling in, I guess. Uh, he leans in towards you, Mira, and as if to answer your question, he just kind of points at a building and says, uh, Holyhead Tavern and Inn. That's uh, that's your best bet. Well, thank you so much for your help. Yeah, hey, sure thing. Listen, uh, these people are no joke. Sorry, allegedly no joke. And he glances at Peck's unseen servant again, and he says, Hey, uh, be careful, all right? Yeah, uh, I mean, I think we should probably head there then. <laughs> yeah, that seems like a good plan. Cool. Uh, as you walk up to the building, you notice that a few of the windows are boarded up and the door seems much newer than the rest of the building. Like, it's clearly an older building and it'd be really pretty if not for the apparent damage. Uh, you head inside and as you do, the smell of slowly cooking fish and citrus wafts over you pleasantly and a burly man with a well-braided beard smiles as he walks up to you and he says, Welcome, welcome. Are you looking to stay? Uh, no, we are looking for bacon. How is your bacon? <laughs> I can have him fry some up if that's all you'd like. Gonna roll for bacon? Oh, it's a nine. I'm okay, I'm okay. No, don't worry about it. I have a, I have a sixth sense about bacon. <laughs> that, that ain't it. <laughs> all right, uh, your quest for bacon goes unfulfilled. Uh, he says, all right, no to the bacon. Uh, how about those rooms then? I think we're here just for a drink, don't you guys? What time of day is it? Out of character. Yeah. Afternoon. That sounds like perfect drinking time to me. Do we want to stay here and investigate, or do you think we should start making our way back to Port Crescent? Um, I mean, let's... I think... No. After you, sir. 
I already froze, <laughs> so it's your turn. I just say we should investigate this area, see if this person walks in, acts shady, just kind of try to blend in with everybody else. I concur. We can plan to stay the night and stake this place out a bit. I, obviously, I'm saying that very quietly so the innkeep doesn't hear me that I'm staking out this <laughs> place. I was going to say. More of a whisper. Right, 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 right. I can roll for whisper if you'd like. No, it's Maybe okay. if we're lucky, we'll wake up in the middle of the night with another zombie attack happening here. <laughs> I'd rather not wake up to that. We could, we, could, we, we could fix it so much faster then. Yeah, there doesn't seem to be any little girls. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was more of Mira's go, go-to thing. So, oh, sorry, Mira. What do you mean, sorry, Mira? She wasn't the one who trapped the little girl. <laughs> she was the one who kissed her on her head. That was not that Mira, was that was Harp. Oh. Harp and Mira, I got them mixed up. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, right. Yeah, canonically, Peck cannot tell the difference between the three women in the group. <laughs> No, no I, I don't like that. Very, I don't like very that. Well, I don't like that. Does seem to keep coming up. <laughs> Canonically, Peck has has uh, a very uh, poor memory when it comes to names. Even though he thinks he's really smart, he forgets people's names all the time because he thinks it is unimportant. Yeah, but we all look so different. <laughs> yeah, so he just so he just like throws out a name and hope it sticks. Oh, and that's also what well. I do at work. They're not wrong. People that wear name tags, I don't know what I'd do. (laughs) So, Inkeep, we will stay the night. How much is it for a room? We are a traveling band uh, of sorts. What if we were to put on a performance for your lovely patrons tonight to pay for our rooms? And then we break into song. Well, I mean, you're going to have to roll for it. Oh, my roll no, th- this is our musical episode. We break into song and start singing about how great we are, right? I do break out the line. <laughs> I mean, if you really want to break into song, roll for performance with your instrument. I don't have an instrument. It's a 23. Nat 20. Oh, Chandler got a nat 20. Nat 20. Oh, no, yo. Chandler got the 23. I got the 18. Never mind. And I got a nat 1. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. I do not have an instrument. Okay. I have photographer uh, tools. I don't have anything. You can sing. You don't need an instrument to sing. Roll performance and drop some fat rhymes. Oh, no. I'm not rapping in this nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> what is it that you play or are you singing? What's your? Are you just the hype man? <laughs> some spoken word poetry. I think he might be a bit of the hype man. Yeah, can you be a slam poet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, this joke went further than I thought it would. Not so easy, is it, funny guy? My yes and kind of fell apart there. <laughs> I mean, okay, so you can perform, but can your unseen servant perform? No, absolutely not. Unseen servant is just like stood there, uh, like super stiff, but while like. Just like with the Will Smith arms extended at the two people who are performing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like. Guys, these guys are great. Give it up for these guys. Oh, man, this sounds great. Right, everyone? <laughs> All right. Uh, Mira, you start playing really well. However, Kira stands up next to you and pulls out her flute and just rockets spit across the room and blows the most <laughs> awful note you've ever heard. Yes. Uh, and the innkeeper pulls his uh, giant hand up towards his chin and says, uh, you know, uh, we had a flute last night. So, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe just the strings and we'll call the rooms even. I thought he was going to charge us double. <laughs> oh, you're, you're welcome, everyone. I got us a free room for the night. I, uh, you you got us a free room. <laughs> I was the one who instigated this. <laughs> I, mean, it's a good point. I think my nat 20 really helped. It didn't hurt. Does that count as a good deed? No. <laughs> you swindled a man. <laughs> 
Listen, yeah. listen, Elwin, deal, right? Elwin has a very uh, skewed look at what he thinks qualifies as good. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, okay, so obviously Mira has to perform. Uh, maybe Peck is involved in that somehow. <laughs> uh, what are the rest of you doing then? I mean, while they're performing, we can kind of just like pretend we're enjoying this sort of uh, drink performance. I mean, because we're not there for you. <laughs> I'm there to do a job. I'm ready to get some fat stacks. <laughs> uh, Cadmus is going to kind of like sit at the bar and just kind of watch the entire room while this is happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, make a perception check. Grr, 17. Okay, pretty good. Uh, as you're surveying the room and everyone is enjoying the music, the patrons, by the way, loving it. Um, But after a few minutes of just keeping an eye out, you see a short figure enter the tavern and they're wearing dark clothing, kind of like the one that you saw in the vision that Kalimvor showed you with the crown thief in the temple. Uh, You can't see their face because of the hood, but you watch as they nod to the innkeeper who nods back as the figure casually makes their way up the stairs. Okay. I'm going to wait till this whole performance. I'm just going to sit till they're done with their okay. whatever. I'm just going to play different tables and being like, guys, isn't this amazing? Like, this sounds so good, right? Like, super awkwardly. And, like, people hate it. <laughs> people are uncomfortable with you, but they like the music enough to stay. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. I'm just going to wait until they're done performing. So as soon as they're done performing, I'll wait till everyone comes back to our table. Because I assume we have a table yeah. at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let them know. Saw the lady. Pretty sure that's who we're talking about. She went upstairs. The, it, she had like this glance and this nod with the innkeep. So I feel up to you guys if we should interrogate this guy first or like. I wouldn't want to interrogate them because they might let them know that they're being watched. We could split the Because if they don't know, we can kind of just creep up and find out what they're up to. Catch them in whatever act. Who is our sneakiest? Uh, might be. Uh, that's that's fan. He's so sneaky, you don't even realize that he's standing right next to you. Oh, hey, Finn. Can you do me a favor? Can you go up and check this chick out? Uh, so you know, Peck, what would be a good deed? Oh, yes. What? What is that? If you can leave your unseen servant here, you okay. go upstairs and see if you can find this woman. Easy. See what she's doing. That would be, Easy. I would consider that a good deed. Can we all agree that's a good deed before I do this? <laughs> I just feel like it would be a really good deed. Can we get this in writing? From whom? <laughs> From the paladin, of course. I kind of scribble on a on a, like a one of those bar napkins. Good for one good deed. <laughs> Perfect. All right, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go sneaky sneak. Now wait. What? Before you go. Before uh-huh. you go. Okay. I yes. touch Peck and I cast bless on him. And what does bless do? Uh, it just gives you it gives you, you can roll a d4 on saving throws or attack rolls, so if anything happens you have Perfect. to roll the d4 on it. That is a 13 for step. I'm gonna uh, get off my unseen servant, leaving it the uh, instructions of like to continue to be, to like act normal you know, normal for <laughs> an unseen servant like he, like it's picking up like an empty tankard and like putting it towards its face and, and then like <laughs> putting it back down. down. <laughs> yeah, with the mascot, of course. Oh like, God. every, like, couple of minutes, like, it'll do that. Uh, and then I'm, like, gonna creep over and, like, start creeping up the stairs. Okay. There's your room and there's three other rooms up here. Uh, detect magic. <laughs> uh, casting detect magic while walking up the hall to cover all the rooms, you don't notice anything inherently magical in any of them. And, uh, Cadmus just told me that she just came up the stairs. No, no other information. Yeah, that's all I knew. Okay. 
She she did a nod towards the the innkeep and then went up to her room, wherever that is. Uh, can I like sneaky sneaky uh, mage hand open up some of these doors and just like peek inside? Sure. Uh, <laughs> you're you're the size of a cat, right? So you can just like you know do cat things, right? Yeah, you know cat things. I I would like to roll for cat things. Okay. <laughs> I rolled a nine. I'm pretty sure I get distracted by a thing of yarn. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Uh, which uh, which door are you opening? Uh, how many? You said there's three other doors. Other yeah, than, there's and three. Uh, one on the left, two on the right. Oh uh, man, let's check that one on the left. Okay. Like very slowly, just a crack, just enough to like stick my little head in and just kind of glance because I'm real low to the ground. <laughs> so I'm like, if someone sees a, a door slightly open, they aren't gonna immediately look to the bottom of the floor, right. and I can just glance and see what's in there. Uh, this room happens to be empty. It's just a bedroom. It doesn't look like anyone's okay. in it. I'll go check uh, door right number one. You open the door and you can tell that somebody is renting this room, but they don't appear to be in right now. Okay. Uh, door number two. All right. Uh, make a dexterity save for me. Ooh, and I got bless. All right. Here's dexterity save. That's uh, a 10 plus two. I'm going to add that D4 to it. Uh, that is a 14 total. Okay. A uh, small book sort of falls off either the top of the door or maybe the shelf that's inside just right next to it. Uh, but you're able to avoid it hitting you on the head as you pull back quickly. Uh, you swear you can hear a slight noise as that's happening, but you don't see anything. All right, I just want to I want to slide back away from the door, leaving it cracked, and see if see if anyone like comes to, like fling open the door and like look around outside. You gonna wait a while? I want to like get real close up against the wall, real low to the ground, so if anyone picks out, they can't see me. Okay. Uh, yeah, you pull back and you sit there in silence, just waiting for somebody to fling open the door. And like a full minute goes by and, and nothing happens. And the door's still cracked? Yeah, it is. All right, my mage hand, I just want to push the door all the way open. Okay, you push the door slowly open, and as you do, the room is revealed more and more, and you take note of how little personal belongings are in it compared to the other rented room you saw. Just the one single book and not much else. As the door swings open to its fullest, you see movement and bristle for just a moment before you realize it's just the sheer curtain from the window being pushed by the breeze. So someone's definitely dead outside that window. They <laughs> that okay, I want to go. I want to go inside and check out the room. Yeah, uh, let me check your passive perception. This is where Peg definitely dies. Okay, um, <laughs> so you take a few steps into the middle of the room, and suddenly, from behind and above you, something slams into you just hard. And you're knocked down and you realize it's a person that just tackled you. There's, yeah, it's arms trying to grab you and hold you still. Uh, make me a strength saving throw. Oh, perfect. <laughs> perfect with my negative three strength. Good stuff. <laughs> Ooh, that's a 13. Let me, does, can I add bless each time? Well, uh, yeah, it's saving throws. It's, you're blessed oh, for a minute. Oh, wait, you're blessed for a minute. Yeah, that's that's the problem. <laughs> would, would a minute have passed? Probably. Yeah, because I sat there for a yeah, full minute. Exactly. Okay, so that's a 13 with my negative three. Uh, there's a dagger at your throat, and your little hands are being grasped and held still in their other fist. And they're keeping fairly quiet, but you can clearly make out the surprise now. You can almost hear their wordless thought process like, this is a pseudo-dragon. Like, you are clearly not what this person expected. Nonetheless, they are on your back, pinning you to the ground. Uh, I want to quickly send into their head through the telepathy the most scariest thing I can think of. Oh, shoot. What would be best here? I'm trying to think how I can really freak them out. Is the person on his back, by chance, a little girl? Because then he could just uh, put in visions of her being locked in a room. <laughs> 
Different in different towns. That same sounds play. so much worse. <laughs> that sounds so bad. Oh god. Uh, so I send to person on top of me, uh, scary of all of like the the zombie things that I that we've encountered before, like coming to attack, like they're about to come into the room. And then I also send to all uh, to the party downstairs that I'm being attacked. Did you send where you were? Yeah, just like room, room upstairs. Great, I run. Which you don't hear that. It's just it's a picture of that room with the door open. I can send simple ideas, emotions, and images. So the emotion is scared. <laughs> well, I don't run as fast then. Yeah, I'm gonna run casually as to not draw attention. Same. Okay. While you do that, uh, Chandler, just give me a straight wisdom roll. We're going to okay. contest wisdom to see if you can freak them out or if they can resist that. That's an 11 because I have plus zero to wisdom. I got a 12. Ah. <laughs> uh, you can tell that they're a bit shaken and like you can tell it worked, uh, but they don't drop you or anything. And in fact, they push the blade against your scales with a bit more pressure and start pulling you back towards the corner that they were hiding in before. And I go, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yeah, that'll do. Like you actually speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I cash vicious mockery. <laughs> you unleash a string of insults laced with subtle enchantments at a creature you can see within range. If the target can hear you, though it need not understand you, it, it has to succeed on a wisdom saving throw or take 1d4 psychic damage and have disadvantage on the next attack roll it makes before the end of its next turn. Uh, what's the DC? Uh, 13. Okay, I got a 7. Uh, so they take 1d4 psychic damage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I just want to say that the insults are just like, this room is terrible, how dare you let a book <laughs> fall to the floor? Okay. Keep better care of your books! Uh, they take uh... 1 damage. Oh, what's okay, uh, but it has disadvantage on the next attack roll it makes. Okay, uh, let's extend that to grapple checks then, and let's do one right now to see if you can use this moment to like break free. Okay, a strength save or just yeah, just a strength. strength save, and I will roll strength with disadvantage. No, it for doesn't them. matter; it's both the same for me. I don't have it. Okay, I rolled it twice, but ignored it. Yeah, I roll. Do you want to take the lower? It's, it doesn't matter either way. I, it's I fine. lose. I get either got a negative two or an eight, so it doesn't yeah. matter. Uh, I didn't mean okay. to click it twice. Yeah, so since you're making noise and actually, like, hurting them with it, uh, they shift their non-dagger hand to your dragony snout and kind of uh, clamp it closed. Perfect. <laughs> and their desperation is clearly showing now, and they're trying to keep you quiet while, you know, concealing both of you in the darkened corner of the room, like, behind the open door. And you can't see, but you're pretty sure their focus is mostly on the door itself. Like, they're certain that you're someone's pet and that that person must be coming. I just also want to send images to the party that where we're hiding at, to the right, ready to attack. Okay, draw my sword and shield. And since he is telling us where the person is, I'm going to jump in and cast command. Okay. Uh, hit me. What does what command do? Uh, I speak one word command to a creature I can see within range. The target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or follow the command. Uh, if it's undead, it, it's no effect. And it must understand my language. Um, okay. So it's a wisdom 12 save. Okay, here we go. Uh, what is the word you're saying? Grovel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it says the target falls prone and then ends its turn. Uh, yeah. Uh, as you jump in and cast the spell, you catch a glimpse of her face and it's covered by the hood that she's wearing and also like a small, uh, you know, like a roguelike little triangle bandit mask that covers the lower half of her face. But... Um, uh, you see her ochre eyes widen with surprise and fear. And she drops the dagger and releases Peck, throwing her palms onto the ground to show you she's not armed. And she says, no, 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 please, please. Uh, I thought you were going to be someone else. Please, I, I promise Subdue I'll... Subdue her. I, I grab the knife 
with my with my dragony snout, I grab it <laughs> and I like throw it away with my mouth since you know I don't have you know hands that can hold a knife. What? Do you not have hands? I mean, I have hands, but I'm I'm the size of a cat. And you can't pick up a dagger. <laughs> I have a strength of negative three, and I I can't really like run on my four. <laughs> on my, my I, I don't I'm not bipedal I, I walk on four <laughs> all right so I'm gonna I'm gonna bind her <clears throat> with like some rope okay yeah if everyone's in the room I want to close the door okay just yeah, to like sure. not draw attention and then do what like what are y'all doing <laughs> <laughs> we all just stand there and look at her quietly okay just awkward and silent I have, I have a deck of cards we could play cards <laughs> uh yeah I mean she's just sitting her arms are bound behind her. She's got one leg bent with her foot on the ground, the other stretched out on the floor in front of her, almost just in a casual, defiant pose. And she's just watching you all. And her dark eyes are flicking back and forth from one of you to the next, just trying to read the situation. Like, she's clearly concerned. She doesn't want to be here, but she's trying to remain calm. Oh, this is the move. You, I, you, you have to hold. You have to hold, like, just stare with her. Stare her down <laughs> until she speaks first. <laughs> Uh, while we have her bound, you can tell me whether or not I can do this because it might be bending rules a little bit. Okay. Uh, since I have the picture of the crown, yeah, I would like to try to cast locate object, okay. which is locate a specific object known to you as long as you have seen it up close. And I don't know if that counts. I mean, uh, it says you have to seen it like within thirty feet at least once. Yeah. That's why I don't know if the picture helps. Uh. uh... Hmm, that's tricky. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, you've seen it in, like, extreme close-up in that vision, at the very least. Um, and so you cast this spell, and you're concentrating on the vision that you saw and this illustration in the book, and you're visualizing the jagged points and the gleaming red gems, and you pick up on uh, nothing. Okay. And you can't tell if that's just because you haven't seen it in person or maybe the illustration or the memory of it isn't super clear. It's slightly off. Maybe it's just not here, though. Okay. Uh, just d- does this person look at all like the the size of the hooded girl? Uh, you know, she's just over four and a half feet tall. She's maybe taller than you expected her to be. Like you only saw the vision from a bird's eye view, so maybe the depth was hard to judge. Uh, but she's wearing similarly dark clothes. She's just kind of covered head to toe, concealing herself nearly completely, like especially with the little mask. Uh, she's an unseen servant. <laughs> I would like to use my mage hand to pull the mask off and like pull the hood back so we can see their yeah. face. Uh, she kind of pulls her head back from your spectral floating hand a couple times to try and avoid it. But she really doesn't have anywhere to go and she can't move much. And you're able to kind of knock the hood backwards, revealing a half loosely braided mess of dark chestnut colored hair. And when you pull the little cloth mask downwards, uh, you see Mr. Jenkins. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She's a wood elf with a diamond shaped face and her skin is marbled with little freckles. And she's got a fairly prominent scar on her left cheekbone that looks like it's barely healed recently. And she clearly doesn't love being exposed in this way. Like she didn't want anyone to see her face. Uh, She's like I, a luchador. <laughs> I get a little. I get. I like get a little closer to her, and I go, "Tell us everything you know about Calavor and the relic, <clears throat> or I, you know, you know the god's name." Yeah, that's in character. Or I will psychically send everyone in this in your face right now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, she's inclined to believe that based on the uh, little mental battle you just had with her a moment ago, uh, and she says, "What?" 
Wait, I... You're really not here with... Who are you? The relic in the temple. Uh, her brow furrows as if in confusion, but you can see like a little glint of curiosity at the mention of some kind of like treasure in the temple. It's freaking Indiana Jones. Shoot. Just some treasure hunter, not an evil person. Did you have anything to do with what happened in Port Crescent a few days ago? Uh... Roll me a vibe check real quick. Oh, shoot, is the twist that she's been trying to stop this and she's not actually the bad guy? Yeah, she's the Sylvanas of the story. What's a Sylvanas? That's a nine. That's a World of Warcraft joke. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Your boy played Guild Wars, so... Uh, uh, she says, uh, I'm I'm sure I don't know what you're talking about. While trying to like busy herself with getting her hair out of her face without the use of her hands. We, we forgot to ask the most important question. What is your name? <laughs> <laughs> uh... You're like right up in her biz, right? Like not like super close, like because I'm yeah, you course, know still yeah. terrified. Uh-huh. Um, but like pretty <laughs> close. Bound elf. Yeah, Pex a scaredy cat. I believe it. Uh, yeah, she just kind of rolls her eyes at you. Like I'm not gonna dignify that with an answer. I send sort of thing. her a telepathic image of her face, and I go, "Keep it up, and everyone else will see this as well." Uh, roll intimidation for me then. Okay. Uh, that's a thirteen. <laughs> uh, she says. You're, why you're you're really not here with him, are you? And she's clearly still on guard and obviously upset that you're forcing her hand. And she, you know, takes a brief moment to ponder it over, and she says, "Sarwell." I ask her to spell that. A R W E L. Arwell. See, was that so difficult to cooperation? Oh, God, you know, right. not that bad, right? You know, just just the once. I'd love to make it through one of these interactions without my interrogator using the was that so hard line. Just, just tell me what you want. We're trying to stop the person who's raising the undead. Do a good deed, you know, find some good bacon. <laughs> uh, she says, right. And naturally you thought, hey, she looks like an absolute wizard. Let's tackle her about it. I think you're a suspicious person in a hooded cloak. And we've seen a per- suspicious person in a hooded cloak raising the dead. So maybe, I don't know. Listen, listen, I- I'll tell you whatever you'd like to know. Uh, go ahead and untie me, and we'll start from there. I don't think we will. Uh, can I incite her? Yeah, sure. Give me the vibe check. Uh, that's a solid six. I, I feel like I totally <laughs> trust her. Uh, yeah, I mean, she doesn't look like she's lying to you. I don't know, guys. I don't think she's lying. Can I pet her down for weapon? Yeah, sure. Go ahead and, uh, let's say roll investigation. Great, <laughs> found nothing. But <laughs> <laughs> two. So uh, you do actually find something. It is the dagger that she threw on the ground when Peck threw. Mm, this must have been the only weapon she had. Interesting. <laughs> while they yeah. interrogate, can oh sorry. No no no, go ahead. No, I was just saying while the interrogation is going on, if I could just look around the room, you know what I mean? Because they're handling that, and I want to see if I can see something in the room. I don't know if she has a desk or anything. If she's been working on something. Yeah, there's a there's like no need to even roll for this one. Uh, it's a very sparse room. You almost wouldn't be able to tell someone was renting it if it weren't for like the travel pack at the foot of the bed. Uh, and yeah, you can even go through it while this is happening. You find just standard traveler's fare, and clothes, food tied up in little bundles, water skin on the side. Bummer. Um, I'm going to light my sword. Okay. With the holy flame or whatever. Right. I'm going to stick it next to her. I'm oh, going to lean down real close. Whatever. And I'm going to be like, do you know what this symbol on my shield means? Uh, would she? Uh, out of character, what is this? Is the symbol of uh, whore? Is a symbol of whore. Okay. She just looks at the, uh, I guess, flaming sword and then at your shield and then back to the sword. And it's very clear she has no clue, but she's also not moving or saying anything. This is the symbol of the Doombringer. 
You, so you're going to tell me right now, unless you want the vengeance of that God thrown down upon you, who you are, what you're doing here, and if you have any idea of what happened that's been happening around this town. Uh, uh, yeah, she's just pulling her face away from the heat of your blade, and she's kind of chuckling, and she says, Look, I, I'm nobody. I, I'm actively trying to be nobody. Untie me. We can talk. I, I'm sure I can help you out if you help me, right? What do you think, Dragon? Mm. What do you guys think? Should we untie her? My insight, I, I trust her. Uh, but I also am not the best judge of character. <laughs> uh, but she hasn't said anything useful that would indicate that she's trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, Harp, Harp, you can make yourself look like her, right? Yeah, so if anything happened to her, no one would ever know. And Jesus. then we could go talk to the innkeep who seems to know her and see what he could tell us. How do you feel about that, Arwell? And as he says that, I literally just change into <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah, she is briefly horrified by the um, visuals at play here. Uh, and she snaps back to Clarity and says, you, you leave Hamish out of this. He's a good I man. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we won't leave him alone unless you give us what we, you know, something actually important. I don't know. <laughs> also, just so everyone notices, he did just give us the innkeep's name. Very important information. Yes, I did write it down. <laughs> what's your uh, what are you, what are you doing to, with this whole thing? Like, what's your what's your connection to this thing? Give us your backstory. <laughs> what's your importance to the plot? <laughs> oh man, you can't call attention to the fiction like that. You're gonna hurt their little brains, man. <laughs> Wait, is this one of the ones from the real world that you brought in? <laughs> Allegedly, I mean, you can't prove that. <laughs> Arwell, what do you know about this, the the whole goings-on with the Braves from the Dead? It happened in Holyhead, and it uh, happened I, in Port Crescent. What is your involvement with it? What? I have no involvement with it. What, what is going I, on? I don't know. You seem to be a treasure hunter, and there's uh, there's been a, a place that had a treasure that got hunted that could, for all we know, raise the dead. So I, I don't know. She is the cloaked figure giving that, um, what do you call it, to knock out the paladins, right? You don't technically know. Oh. You should ask her. Uh, ask her that. Uh, ask her. <clears throat> <laughs> so what were you doing at that night? <laughs> Insert date here. Insert, yeah, I have no idea. Have you been in Port Crescent in the past couple of days, specifically at the South Fort Plaza, with a food stall in the northwestern portion of that plaza? And have uh, you ever wrong. been to the mask store? <laughs> <laughs> That's where she got her mask! Yeah, that's uh, why I detected magic, really. That's really what I was doing it for. To get her mask. <laughs> yeah, I might have had powers. What did you want me to roll? Uh, just uh, just roll me a vibe check. Uh, that's a solid eight. Wow, we suck. <laughs> <laughs> I have a plus zero to my insight, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, she says, of course I've been to Port Crescent. I'm not a food vendor, though. And yeah, I guess you apparently believe her either way. Uh, I want to pull out the poison vial that I still have. The remnants. Oh, we're gonna poison our perfect. <laughs> no, I just want <laughs> We have the antidote, so we could. And say to her, do you recognize what this is? Did we pick up the antidote before we left? Yeah. We did. I, I send I send a mental image to Mira to poison her. And it, and like in my image, it's like it's like step one, poison. Step two, she she admits to doing it so she okay. gets her own antidote because if she has the poison and she did it, Wait, hold theoretically she would have her own this antidote. This is really complex for something it that's got to be transmitted via like abstract thought. Absolutely. <laughs> but it's like step one, this, step two. Is it projected like mad scribblings on a whiteboard it's a lot of red strings <laughs> and a bunch of different colors no it's a montage like a heist movie <laughs> yeah. of you guys doing those things uh 
No, but you're you're asking her like, what do you know about this, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so roll a vibe check. <laughs> That's a six. We are really good at this. It's the name of the every podcast. Game and we, we can't have fucking do average it. Average out like every other game. Our rolls are good and shit. <laughs> Why don't you try it then? Yeah, I'm rolling uh, an insight check right now. I'm proficient in insight. There you go. <laughs> That's what we need right there. Yeah, she says, um, you know, I'm starting to wonder if you even know why you've got me captured here. Uh, but the way that she says it and just won't make eye contact with you, real suspicious. Oh, are you? Are we poisoning her now? Well, no, you definitely don't have enough of it to do a gross torture. Oh, that's but, true. Yeah. I mean, you could like <laughs> antidote her. No. <laughs> I, I wanted to poison her and be, and then she'd be like, oh, I have the antidote. And then she'd drink the antidote. And then we'd go, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I know. You wanted to Artemis foul her. Yes. Who doesn't? Well, what are our options? Yeah. So you're up to your imagination. There, I mean, well, yeah, you're not wrong. It's more if you tell us or not. Because right now, uh, Mira definitely can't tell she's lying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if I tell? Oh, well, yeah, obviously. Yeah, I definitely can tell you because she's lying. Do you want to role play that? (laughs) Hey, Casey, welcome to the podcast, bud. (laughs) Uh, She's definitely not telling all the truth. She knows more than she's letting on. I think you should go downstairs with the mask off. Yeah, I think. um, Can I borrow that cloak of yours? Huh? I mean, she's she's kind of like tied into it right now. I know. It's just sort of like a. Oh, man, I guess I don't sound very uh, sarcastic in that world. (laughs) Roll for funny. Aha! <laughs> uh-huh, aha! Uh-huh. Okay, I'm just gonna take the start taking her like cloak and her mask as if I'm I mean, going to leave so, and be her. I mean, yeah, okay, you can do that if you untie her to free the cloak. Oh, got it. Hey, what's her cloak look like? It's just like a like a, a black cloak. Does it I look mean, like the one that my unseen servant wears? <laughs> uh, no, it, uh, it, it kind of reminds you of uh, what Fandrin used to wear. <gasps> it's uh, but maybe it's like a little darker and it's Fans a little more. Bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> this was part of that 10 page backstory. Does she not have any other clothing? We're in her room. Can no, we she's, search only, for she's only wearing the cloak. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Well, the goal is, is for her to think that I'm about to like walk out and just start pretending to be here to get it. I mean, I think you could do it without the cloak. I think it might sell it even more. You're just really letting mm-hmm. everyone see you. Just, you know, so just go get us some drinks. putting the mask on. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it'd be a bad idea to have you talk to the barkeep. Maybe you'll get some answers. Oh, boy, because I have such good social skills. Maybe All right. we should uh, tie up the innkeep also and bring him up here and have our own little talk to him. How do you feel about that? Why are we always capturing people? We're just going to tie up everybody? Uh, <laughs> hey, let's go downstairs, tie up everyone, bring them all to this room, and have our own little bar. <laughs> Why don't you want anyone to know who you are? Why do you wear a mask? I could ask you the same thing. I'm not wearing a... Oh, shoot, I am wearing a mask. <laughs> yes, you are. I'm wearing a... <laughs> you got the fox mask on. Why are you wearing a mask? Why don't you want anyone to know who you are? Uh, she says... My line of work, as I'm sure is the case with yours, requires a certain amount of anonymity. And What's your I, line of work? You exact, you know, expand on this. What does anonymity mean? <laughs> Define it. Use it in a sentence. Uh, uh. I'm gonna uh, walk up to her and look her in the eyes and uh, say hello. My name is Charm Person, and uh, she has to make a wisdom save of twelve or higher. Oh, okay. Um, okay, hold on. Let me roll. <laughs> Nineteen. Uh, <laughs> 
And she knows that you have attempted to charm her, and she is visibly angry now. Should I punch her? <laughs> no, I, 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 just, I, I vicious mockery her again. My God, your, 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 your stupid outfit is so dumb. What a stupid mask! You couldn't even get like a fox oh mask while you're so stupid. She, uh, she got a thirteen. What is your save? Uh, thirteen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so instead of just being mean, well, <laughs> we'll let it. You know what? We're gonna we'll do some psychic damage. Do a one d four for me. She takes four damage. Ooh, we ouch. Okay. And she has disadvantage on her next attack roll. <laughs> Those biting remarks ring in her ears, and it hurts her emotionally <laughs> as well as psychically. Perfect. Now tell us what we want to know. What is your line of work? What do you do? I, uh, what does anonymity mean? <laughs> My intelligence is eight. Uh, she says, I, I I used to run with some. A bad folks. I, I'm just trying to move on. Okay. What did what did these bad folks do? Uh, she just kind of looks at the rest of you and she says, "Is he always this dense?" I, I yes. Just... No. <laughs> My intelligence is actually quite high. Well, well it's a twelve. <laughs> But I'm very chariz- char- oh my charismatic. God. Okay. I'm at a okay, seventeen okay, okay. for my charisma. I, I'm a thief. They're thieves. Listen, listen, listen. Uh, Arwell, do you mind if I call you Arwell? I listen. Uh, we're just there, there's a lot going on. I'm just trying to do a good deed. Look, you, it, it's kind of weird that you're talking to a pseudo dragon, right? Like that's kind of weird, right? Uh, well, stranger things have happened recently, I suppose. I'm an oh, what are we'll, we'll circle back around to that. I'm an <laughs> I'm an elf. I'm a person. I'm I'm a thing. I'm a wood elf, just like you. She does not believe you. I mean, simple as that. She thinks you're an insane person or dragon. I got turned into a pseudo dragon because I did some bad stuff. A god got real pissed off at me because I was trying to learn too much knowledge. And I, you know, I may have, you know, killed someone on accident. But that's beside the point. <laughs> a glare peck when he says that? <laughs> I'm just trying. I'm just trying to, like, open up with you and, like, be honest with you so you can be honest with me. I don't want to tie you up. I don't like that. I'm just here in the pursuit of knowledge, you know? Oh, my God. I don't know why my voice has changed so much, you <laughs> I wasn't know? going to say it. A little cipher from Kingdom Hearts. Went from Batman to Guy Fieri. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she says, even if that were true, which, I, come on. It is. Sure, sure. I send her the uh, the psychic image and the emotion of what I went through when I got turned into a pseudo-dragon. Oh, Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, fuck. Uh, yeah, you all watch as this, you know, series of memories and emotions wash over her. And just suddenly she seems to believe Peck. And she says, if it is true, which I can't prove otherwise, we're not the same. I'm not a killer. Look, all I want is to leave the Moonshades and get to the Sword Coast. I'm I'm bound for some of the larger cities there. Just let me go and you'll never see me again. Where'd you go as soon as you tell us why you were lying about that poison? Uh, she looks down at the floor and kind of scuffs her boot against a mark on the ground that she's just focusing on. And she says, I didn't have a choice. I, I had to do the job. And in theory, nobody was going to get hurt. Just bad timing is all. You were hired by someone to do that job. Um, did you ever see these people? <laughs> I take it you're new to the moonshays or something like that. Uh Let's just make sure we're on the same page with our knowledge about the Moonshays. So you tell me what you know, and I'll tell you if that's what I know about them, too. <laughs> um, she says, so you've never been to the north, the archipelago? I'll t- just assume that's I don't uh, yeah. I think so. Have we? Can I roll, like, history or something? Yeah, just I was to just, just going to say that. Character? Roll history like, for me. 
Rebecca has not been there, but maybe Mira has. <laughs> Can I roll to see if Chandler has been yeah, there? Yeah, Chandler has been there, IRL. That's <laughs> a 22. Okay. Uh, Mira, decide if that kind of intimate knowledge of this area is from studies or, like, experience. Uh, probably like stories. we're studying with her. Okay. Uh, Mira, then you would know this place to be unsavory. More so in the northern parts of the chain of small islands that make up the Corin Archipelago. It's really well known as a haven for, like, pirates and bandits. A picture Tortuga, you know, fire and all. <laughs> uh, she says... The local guild operates heavily out of the Ark, as they call it. Easy to move goods. I used to get my jobs from there, return, get paid. Recently, things are different, though other guild chapters are more and more involved in the Moonshays. And, well, they brought some different notions about what constitutes guild work. I'm a thief. I'm a good one. I won't deny it. What I'm not is a a killer for hire. The Crescent job was already a bit far for my taste. I didn't even properly get paid for it, since I didn't... I didn't have to write off the guards, as I was yeah, told. Yeah, no, we'll just change tracks, go go deal with the Thieves Guild, then we'll come back and get back to the undead. <laughs> this is like doing all the fishing minigames in Zelda. <laughs> I was thinking more of Skyrim, like, oh, man, I'm, I'm really tired of this quest line, I'm going to go do the other one, and then I'll come back to this one later. Kind of thing. You know, like, when you dodge the main story for a while? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's all I and do. then you come back, and they act like it's been, like, five minutes when it's been, like, in-game, like, <laughs> yeah, 30 yeah. days. So what if we could make, like, a deal with her? Yeah, she says, uh... Well, there is a there's one thing I need before I can get on my merry way and leave you be. I I'm sure we could work something out. What is it that you want? We 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 want to find the people who hired you to do this and stop them from bringing back the undead. <laughs> you think the thieves guild is capable of bringing back I think back- the thieves guild might not be capable of it on their own, but they very much are capable of taking the crown of the forgotten one. As I say that does her face change at all? Uh, no, but you're not sure if it's just a really good poker face or if she actually has no idea. I was hoping. What did you need help with? She says, I am trying to procure an item from town, and once I do, I'll leave. And what is this item? It's, it's a mere trinket, a little bobble. What's it do? Well, it, it's jewelry. Uh Uh-huh, and what's it do? Oh, I'm sorry. It looks lovely on one's finger. Okay, where do we get this item from? You can get it at Holler and Finery. It's a shop just up the road, and it's a very particular ring. And I'm assuming we can't just walk in there and ask for it. Well, if you can afford it, I suppose. Oh, so you want us to steal it. (laughs) So you want us to do a heist. Uh, I feel like we need to discuss this. Can I knock her out? (laughs) I mean... (laughs) I knock knock her out. Okay. Roll roll for it, I guess. Roll an attack. We'll do it non-lethal. I mean, why couldn't we have just stepped out of the room? You could have. Because this is more fun. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you clock her right in the head, and she goes down. Great. So we need this ring that's obviously magic. This ring is obviously magic or something. Say we go and talk to this guy, see if he can show it to us. Uh, One of our magic friends can recreate it. If you get me 10 minutes alone with it, I can identify it. Not even alone with it. If you give me 10 minutes with the item, I can cast a ritual spell that will tell me exactly what it is. But instead of taking it, could we do, do any of you have any abilities to like maybe minorly illusionate that we have it. <laughs> and then we can just go lay our cards out to this guy, tell him that this is the key to stopping undead attacks. Maybe he'll work with us, maybe he won't, because I don't trust this chick. I really don't. We could do a sting. In the least, he can give us information about this ring to see why it's so important. And he might know something about the crown while we're there. Yes, we could, we could go tell him that the Thieves Guild wants to steal this from him, and they have enlisted our help. 
And what we do is we are going to set it up as if we're stealing it, but it's really a trap to trap this person and we let the town guard know about it. And we do a fake heist. Fake heist. steal it. Fake heist. And then when we give it to her, the uh, we have all the guards appear and take her. Or I could kill her. Oh my god. <laughs> to a paladin. Well, that escalated. <laughs> we don't know what I believe in. <laughs> Yikes. Didn't you just get pissed a few minutes ago when you found out that I accidentally <laughs> killed someone? There's a difference between my belief system, though. Okay. Justified killing is okay. okay. I'm a vengeance paladin now, Chandler. Oh, okay. What's everyone else think about this? <laughs> I don't want to kill her. Yeah, I don't want to kill her. I don't. I think she just wants to get away from whatever she did. But which is what most of us wanted. Yeah, we're all terrible people, so. <laughs> I I think I'm a pretty great person. I say we go for it. Or Why not? Is, you know, a little bad luck. Didn't you just tell her that you got changed into a pseudo-dragon because of misdeeds? I pissed a god off because I was trying to, you know, learn the secrets of the multiverse and may or may not have accidentally killed one of her followers. It was a total accident, an experiment gone wrong. It didn't mean to happen. I said sorry. (laughs) You said sorry. I don't think that's enough, pal. Oh. 19 on that insight? Uh... All of that is true, except I never actually said sorry. (laughs) Okay. That's even worse. Yeah. I really think we should get this ring, and if we notice anything about the ring, then we keep it for ourselves. Did she tell us... Did she tell us what the like what the name of the ring was before she got knocked out? No, nope. nope. she didn't tell you anything before you punched her in the head. I can bring her back if we want to well, talk to her again. No, no I, I think leave her here. Uh, should we, we should tie her up more, right? Absolutely, absolutely. All right, can someone check to see if she has anything on her? Because I couldn't find anything, but I just want to be doubly sure that she doesn't have like a knife. She's a thief after all, so she probably has like 17 knives on her somewhere. <laughs> uh, I can attempt to. Yeah, roll for it. That's investigation. Mm-hmm. 16? Yeah, you find a lot of knives. <laughs> <laughs> what well, happened? I missed that. Uh, she has a hidden holster of sorts kind of strapped to her right thigh and conceals three throwing knives. Uh, tucked in the leg of her left boot is a small, maybe obsidian, serrated blade. <laughs> and under her right van brace, you spot a slight bulge. And upon further inspection, you produce a dagger from a hidden sheath resting against her forearm. Cadmus is pretty amazed on how he literally missed every single one of these. Hey. Uh, great. I'm going to take that dagger. <laughs> Just going to keep it? Put it on my side. Now we're looting. (laughs) Even though we don't know what the ring looks like, if we go to that place and I already look like her, I can be asked about that ring that I'd been looking at. I don't know. That's a good idea. And then while while, while you're distracting, I can try and detect magic, find the ring with the moat, because it's got to be something pretty powerful if she can't afford it. And then I can do identify and figure out what the ring is. Hey, let's do this. While she's unconscious, I'm going to untie her and get her out of that robe, retire, tie her legs. You want a gagger? Should we gagger? A gagger. (laughs) You don't, you ask and then do. Yeah. I got to stop giving you people NPCs to tie up. Uh, yeah, you, you can do all that. Cool. Let's go to the jewelry shop. Cool. Should we leave something here so we know that she like doesn't leave or something? How about this? Just put a do not disturb sign on the doorknob. <laughs> I'm going to cast Hunter's Mark on her. <laughs> oh, okay. I choose a creature within range and mystically mark it as my quarry until the spell ends. It lasts for an hour. Uh, I deal an extra 1d6 on them, and you have advantage on any perception or survival checks. I need to find it. 
Yeah, so okay. I'm essentially casting it. So if she escapes, I have like you an advantage. Her. Yeah, I can you got like her. a little magical low jack. Okay, sure. I mean, if I mean, if we're going that far, do we should we take an entire group into this jewelry store? But should we just take like maybe like two or three of us instead of the whole group, and then someone can just stay here like watching over her? Yeah, I mean, if you want to do that, I can stay here. I'm just trying to think, would it be suspicious for an entire group of us to walk into a jewelry shop and start poking <laughs> around for an expensive piece of magical trinket? And asking to hold it for ten full minutes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then why don't, Cadmus, why don't you stay with her? I can go downstairs and distract everyone in the bar so no one comes up looking for her with music. And if they do, I can follow them. And then the rest of you can go to the jewelry store. That sounds like a great that plan. Sounds good. Great. Okay. Uh, so we got Kira, Harp, and Peck going to the store. Uh, Cadmus is staying in the room, and Mira is staying downstairs. Yeah, keeping an eye on everyone, but performing to try to like distract okay. them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna secure the room, and when you guys come back, Peck, you send me an image that you're coming in the store. Otherwise, I will not open the store to anyone. Oh, wonderful! Sounds great. And if there's any trouble, send us a message and I'll be over that way. Wonderful. Yes, absolutely. A point of order when we're walking downstairs, I because I know I never brought the unseen servant up there. I still do want him to be just sitting at a table, just like <laughs> absentmindedly lifting a, a taker to his mouth. Is there any just like, like any on a timer, like one of those drinking birds? Yeah, yeah. Like I left him yeah. the instructions every every minute or so, pretend yeah, yeah. to drink. <laughs> Perfect. Is there anyone like just like awkwardly like sitting with him trying to talk to him? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I would love to believe that that has happened at least once. <laughs> like somebody came over, like refresh your drink, sir, and he just. <laughs> Like, does nothing except pretend to drink some more, and they're just like, okay. Is it a full drink? Is it a full glass? No, it's it's absolutely empty. Okay. Yeah, it's just a big empty tankard. But he's pretending to, and I, I also, just for flavor, it's a glass tankard, so you can also see that it's empty. Perfect. But he's just pretending to keep drinking out of it. 